Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons. And we've got another one of our special editions today for Castle Defense 101, Defending Your Digital Drawbridge. And today, we are going to dig in deep to the subject of backups. Now, look me in the eye. How many of you actually backed up your computers and your mobile devices? You know you're supposed to, right? But have you actually done it? If you have, more power to you. But my guess is that most of you are not doing this, or at least not doing it properly. So we are going to dig into the subject of backups, and I'm going to explain to you why you desperately, desperately need to be doing this, and you need to do it right now. So I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. Let's dig in. So just in case you need a little bit of convincing, let's, let's think about this for a little bit, and let's figure out why you really absolutely positively have to back up your stuff. So first of all, in my book, it is tip numero uno. It is the absolute first tip in the book. This is the one thing that everybody just really absolutely has to do. And because our digital lives now include just about everything. We keep so much important stuff on our computers, things that things that we used to have maybe physical copies of that we just no longer do. The big one, of course, usually as people think about is family photos or home movies. Back in the old days, we all had physical copies of our pictures. We would Take those pictures on some sort of film, get that film developed and go get the prints from the, the Photoshop down the street. And we have physical copies of our pictures. And now, of course, it wasn't that long ago that we started moving toward digital copies of pictures and some people would still print them. Uh, but we had a point and shoot camera. And usually with that point and shoot camera, you'd hook it up to your computer, which would copy the files from your camera to your computer. And then you would print them or send them somewhere to be printed or maybe just look at them uh, on your computer or on a digital photo frame. But you still had the copies of those files on your computer. Nowadays, most of us just use the thing that's in our pocket, the thing we always have with us, and that's our smartphone. These things have got cameras on them now that are pretty darn good. Uh, the point-and-shoot camera market must be really, really suffering because most pictures, I, I heard this somewhere, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but some like like 80% of, of the pictures that most people take these days are with their smartphone because it's the camera you have you, that you have with you all the time. Uh, and we're just used to doing that now. But the trouble is that in a lot of cases, that means that for most of those people, the only copies they may have of all those pictures are on their smartphone, which means that if something happens to that smartphone, it's lost, it's stolen, damaged, dropped in the toilet. Your one and only copy of all those pictures is now history. But that's just the latest uh, problem that we're dealing with. There's so many other reasons why your files could be lost or corrupted. Hard drives die all the time. Uh, Backblaze, who um, is a cloud backup company, uh, regularly publishes uh, its findings on the health of various hard drives and which ones perform best, which ones fail the fastest, that sort of thing. And, you know, and those things vary from year to year. But what they're finding is and, and from a study in 2013, they found that 20 percent of hard drives will fail within four years. That's a pretty high number. And the trend is worse. It basically, it looked like that if you kind of extrapolate that data out, it looks like almost half of hard drives will fail within six years. It happens. It happens all the time. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it's just a matter of time. And if your hard drive fails and you don't have a backup, then every file that was on that hard drive is potentially lost forever. And, you know, there's there's also, you know, other situations are maybe less common, but certainly no less drastic. You know, maybe your house catches fire. Maybe there's flooding in your house that hits your computer. Uh, today we have to worry about ransomware a lot more. If somebody managed, if you somehow managed to get compromised on your computer, 
all your files aren't lost. They're just encrypted, which means they're basically lost to you because unless you pay the money, you can't get those files back. And in some cases, even when you pay your money, you don't get the files back. Or there could be some other malware that either corrupts those files or just outright deletes those files. That's a, that's a real thing that we're all coping with today. I've even heard of situations where you send your computer in to get something fixed, something completely unrelated to the hard drive, but they screw up and mess up your hard drive somehow. Uh, or uh, for one case where somebody uh, went to go get a new motherboard on their computer and they accidentally replaced their hard drive instead, and everything that was on that hard drive was gone. So today with our computers and all our digital files, it's simultaneously easier and harder. It's so easy to make copies, exact copies, multiple exact copies uh, of all these digital files that you have that are so important. But it's also easy to have those files accidentally deleted or corrupted or changed or uh, have something happen to those files. So you need more than one copy of those files. And so now I'm going to tell you why you need to do this with an example from one of our listeners. So for the past few weeks or so, I've been asking you to send me your horror stories or your success stories around backups. Knowing that the show was coming, I wanted to have a real example of something that really happened to somebody out there that can serve as an example as to why we need to be doing backups. And we absolutely have to be doing this. So the winner, uh, and, and honestly, there weren't a whole lot of submissions, but after going through these, this is the one that kind of stuck out the most for me, the one I identified with the most, and I'll tell you why here in a second. So our winner ta-da, is Lynn from Ontario, and Lynn writes, quote, I've recently quit my career as a voice teacher to start a brand new business as a life coach. As part of my goal for helping people, I wanted to, or decided I wanted to create an online course consisting of multiple videos. The course kept growing and growing, and eventually my old MacBook Air came to a grinding halt because the disk was completely full. Uh, I was on a roll and I had to keep going, so I had to buy an SD card to add more disk space until I could get myself a newer computer with much larger, uh, newer computer with much larger hard drive space. While the old laptop was backed up to the cloud, the contents of the SD card was not. Luckily, however, my husband had a file server on our home network. He's a techie like you. And so from time to time, I would copy the files from the SD card to the file server because I couldn't stand the thought of losing all of those hours of taping and editing. And thank goodness I did because during the transfer process from the old laptop to the new one, I had left the SD card sitting on our end table where our nine month old lab puppy found it and ate it. Without the copies on the file server, I would have lost many, many days worth of time and effort. Unquote. So that's Lynn's story. And uh, it's actually good for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, I identified with it because I've also got uh, some dogs, one of which is a lab. And I totally, totally get the eating everything thing, the eating everything bit. Um, but the other thing that I thought was interesting about this story is it actually was not the normal backup case. We're talking about how you could back up automatically to things like the cloud or to an external drive, which we're going to get into in a second here. Um, but she actually just decided to back things up on her own manually because she knew that those backups were going to be crucial. She put so much time and effort in those things that she had the foresight to realize that if anything were to happen to those files, all that work would be completely gone. So she made a point of copying those to some other drive. Uh, manually taking the time to do that. And thank goodness she did for her own benefit because all that stuff would have been lost had she not done that. So great story. Thank you, Lynn, for sending that. And I will be sending you a free copy of my book, Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons, for sending in that wonderful story. Let's say that we've now convinced you how important backups are. And you're going to go home and you're going to take this advice and you're going to start the process of getting your stuff backed up immediately, right? All right. All right. So 
given that we've all agreed that we, you really have to have a backup, that it's absolutely crucial that the, that your files are, are backed up. What should you back up? Let's think about this a little bit. Let's, let's figure out if we're going to go to the trouble of doing this, you got to figure out what it is you're going to back up. So the, the bottom line for most things, it's, it really comes down to you absolutely have to back up anything and everything that is irreplaceable. Family photos, home movies, um, maybe tax documents, other, maybe other financial documents, records of, so, of some sort, uh, birth certificates if you've uh, scanned those things. You know, anything you have that you cannot replace. Uh, that is really the, the general guideline. But, you know, think about things. Your, like I said, your family photos. Those are usually the biggest things that people think about because, you know, they have a lot of meaning. They're things you want to go back to. They're things you want to pass down from generation to generation even. And if those are lost, they're lost forever. Uh, home videos f- kind of fall in the same category. Uh, you might think about mu- music and movies. Uh, for those of us of a certain age, uh, we actually owned our movies and our music. Uh, and a lot of times we digitized those. We, we ripped our CDs. Uh, if you knew what you were doing, you could rip your DVDs, uh, which is to say that you took that physical medium and you copied it and made a digital version of that file somewhere. Um, and that's, and that's how you stored your files. And so if you've got that kind of music, uh, the kind that you actually owned and then made a copy of, uh, you might want to make sure you back that up too. Now, if you have the original, um, you may still be able to make copies, but (laughs) think about it. I've actually ripped and mothballed my entire CD collection, which is, you know, probably seven or 800 CDs. Uh, and I put those all, uh, on a drive somewhere. Those CDs actually do wear out over time. They're not a, they're not a true, archival uh, storage medium. And not only that, but let's face it, uh, optical drives are just kind of going the way of the dodo. You don't find them much anymore. And it's not going to be much longer when optical drives just don't even exist. So, you know, if that's the case, how are you going to get those files back again? Even if you've got the CDs and you lose your hard drive, how are you going to re-rip those songs? So be thinking about that. Then you also might want to think about financial documents, your taxes, um, uh, anything having to do with uh, legal documents uh, that you might have. Now, you might have uh, physical copies of those documents, but uh, I would recommend, actually, if possible, uh, scan those documents. If you get a scanner, um, buy, buy yourself a simple scanner and turn those files into digital files because it's so much easier to save digital copies of those and make multiple digital copies of those files than to have the physical copies. The physical copies have the same problems as your hard drive. If there's flooding in your house, if your, fire, if your house burns down and you don't have copies of those files somewhere else, uh, then they're gone too. Um, so again, same kind of thing. And if you can turn those into digital, it's so much easier to manipulate those. And then you can shred the old copies, the physical copies, uh, or, you know, or maybe just if they're, you know, put them in a safe deposit box or something like that, if you'd still like to maintain, you know, a few of the important documents some like birth certificates or things like that. But me personally, I scan almost all those documents. And then that way I don't have to keep a massive file cabinet with all these old things that I've got to physically rifle through to try to find something. Now that it's on my computer, actually, if you scan it right, you can actually scan it word for word. So that you can, um, when you do searches on your computer, it can actually search for, search for the words within the document. Uh, that technology is usually called optical character res- recognition or OCR. Um, and it's becoming more common on some of the, the nicer scanners. Uh, one thing you don't need to back up, um, if you really want to, if you want to kind of narrow things down a little bit, generally speaking, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to back up anything. You could just download again. So if you're doing, if you're, if your music consumption is more of the streaming variety, if you signed up for a streaming music service, like, um, like Spotify or, or Google play or iTunes, uh, radio, things like that, where, where the versions are actually, you're just streaming them over the internet. 
uh, you may own those files, but um, there's no reason for you to, to, to necessarily back those up because you, uh, the service is still in the cloud. However, um, if you can uh, download your own copies, I would still recommend that you make copies of those. For instance, a lot of the Apple Music um, doesn't have any copy protections on it, so you actually own the file, even though you normally would stream it. You could download a copy of that digital file and back that up. But things like applications or your, your your operating system or some of those things, you don't have to back up. Those are things you can replace if necessary. Some of those things may cost money to replace, but generally speaking, nowadays, uh, when you buy yourself some sort of a software application or even your, your operating system, a lot of times, as long as you can prove that you bought them in the first place, you know, you may need to dig up an email with a code or something like that or a download link. You can go fetch those again. You don't have to worry necessarily about backing those up if you don't want to. Now, the other thing that you got to you got to back up is all your mobile devices. So make sure that you're backing those up as well. And we're going to talk we're going to go through and make sure that we tell you how to do that. There's less files uh, and things on your mobile devices. The main thing that that people would want to back up are, again are usually photos or videos or things like that. Files that you usually have on your mobile device usually are through some other service and they're backed up kind of in the cloud anyway. But certainly things like um Photos and movies that are things that you've uh, um, brought into that device and may only exist on that device. You want to make sure that you get those someplace else as well. But the truth of the matter is that uh, most of the backup solutions we're going to talk about today are essentially unlimited. Um, they're cheap, cheap enough that you can, you know, when in doubt, just back it up. You can always, it's, it's much better to back up something you don't need to back up than the reverse. So what about some of the data that you might have, quote unquote, in the cloud? And uh, basically all, of course, the cloud means that it's stored up on some service on the Internet, something you could download or you can access through the Web. Uh, any of those kind of documents are basically in the cloud, um, you, know, you know, but that may be like your taxes. A lot of people do uh, TurboTax and they'll do TurboTax online, which basically means all their all, all their tax information is stored up in the cloud, is stored up in the Internet. You don't have the original data uh, on your computer necessarily. Also, uh, things like Google Docs and uh, iCloud Drive and things like that are becoming very popular now where you're creating documents just through a web browser. And those documents don't really exist on your computer. Those those documents exist up in the Internet somewhere up in the cloud. Uh, so you really don't even have those copies locally. So what about those? Should you back those up? And the answer, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is yes. Um, so you can hope that the service that you're using never gets hacked or never goes out of business or doesn't become temporarily unavailable when you absolutely need it. Um, but if you have any kind of documents that you want to make absolutely sure to never get lost, never get corrupted, um, uh, or are available 100% of the time, even if the Internet's down or that computer, that particular service is down, uh, then there's usually some sort of a way for you to keep a local copy as well. Some of them have what they call an offline mode that you can enable, which will keep a copy of uh, the documents that you designate uh, also locally on your drive um, so that you can access them even if the Internet's down or if that service is down. Uh, it, worst case, though, you could go to these documents, whatever they are, and you can download them as a PDF or download them as a Word or an Excel file, something like that, um, so that you can keep a local copy. And I would recommend you do that for any of those cloud kind of files uh, that you want to be sure you always have access to. All right, now let's get down to business here. Let's talk about the backup. Everybody needs a backup strategy, and the best strategy, the golden rule strategy that uh, I'm going to recommend you follow is called the 321 rule. Now, the 321 backup rule goes something like this For any truly important file, particularly any irreplaceable file, you need three total copies. Now, you need two of those copies to be in different locations. And I'll tell you what I mean by that in a minute. And one of them needs to be off-site. That's the three, two, one. 
So three total copies of any important file. Two of those copies need to be in different locations. And one of those copies needs to be offsite, away from your, your home or your, your main uh, place where all your files are kept. Three, two, one. So there are, there are two main ways that you would back up uh, your computers, back up your, your back up your files. The classic one, the one that most people have used for many years because it was really the only one that was available or viable, uh, was an external hard drive. That is the simplest solution. Uh, basically, you just uh, you go out and buy yourself a second hard drive and you hook it up to your computer. It's a one-time cost. You're just paying for the drive once, and at that point, from there on out, there's no further costs. Uh, it's fast. It's hooked right up to your computer. So the, the copying of the files and making the backups is very quick. Uh, this is very, uh, particularly handy mostly for desktop computers. Uh, a lot less handy for a laptop because um, with a desktop computer, it just sits there. Uh, so you can put the hard drive next to it, and it will just sit there with it. Uh, for the laptop, it's kind of harder to keep it uh, hooked up all the time. So you kind of have to do it periodically, and you got to remember to do it, and it's not quite as convenient. So external hard drives work uh, very good for desktop computers. Um, with these kind of backup systems, it's usually very easy to get to past versions of a file. Uh, that is, these backups do incremental backups, so they, they, they dig a full copy of the file, and then every time you change it, they can make other copies of that file. And that could be really handy in other situations where maybe you screw up a file. You accidentally delete it, or you go in there and you cut and paste something on top of it and save it by accident, and I'm like, oh, crap, I just totally messed up this file. Well, if you've got one of these backups going, and you could do this with some cloud backup as well, um, but if you've got an external hard drive sitting there, most of these uh, backup solutions will keep versions of that file. So you can actually kind of go back in time. In fact, Apple's uh, system is called Time Machine. We'll talk about it here in a minute uh, and get to older versions of that file um, before you mess that up. Also, with these external hard drives, and this is one thing that some of the cloud backups, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, don't do really um, is make a bootable copy of your drive. You can actually set these things up so that you back up your entire computer to the point where if your internal hard drive died, uh, or even if you get a brand new machine, uh, you can take this external hard drive and either boot from it directly, and it, it, it may be a little slower, but it'll, it, it has all the files. It'll look just like the computer was uh, booting off your main drive. Uh, or you can transfer everything seamlessly to your new computer, and it's like you never left. So those are some uh, some advantages for the external hard drive method. Uh, some of the downsides, though, however, are since this thing is sitting right next to your computer, anything that your your computer may suffer, any kind of damage or malware uh, that affects your main computer, is quite likely to affect the hard drive that's sitting next to it as well. So, you know, if you're if there's a flood, if there's a fire and the external hard drive with all your backups on it is sitting right next to your computer, they're both going to be burned or got, they're both going to get soaked. Uh, likewise, malware often will look for attached drives as well. So if, you know, if you get some ransomware that's locking up all your files, it's going to say, Hey, I bet that external hard drive's got some important stuff on it too. Let me go ahead and lock that up as well and hold that for ransom. So that's, that's a downside, but it's still worth doing. And I'll talk about uh, why here in a second. The other option, uh, after an external hard drive for backup, and it's very popular today, uh, and it's become uh, so much easier to use now that the internet speeds, most of our home broadband speeds are so much faster, is cloud backup. And you can buy a service uh, to backup as many files as, as you wish to pay, and many of the services now are actually unlimited. Uh, they used to be kind of governed by how much space you wanted to have. Uh, but most of the backup uh, cloud backup systems now are, are cover a flat rate, unlimited amount, so that you don't have to worry too much about how much space, other than time, which I'll talk about in a second. 
the, the downside, of course, is that it's a, it's an ongoing cost. Unlike the external hard drive where you just buy it once and you're done. And the cloud services, they want it, they, you're paying for that service on a monthly basis or sometimes an annual basis. Uh, and that's an ongoing cost. However, given the, the importance of what this is um, and the fact that these services have gotten cheaper and cheaper every single year uh, due to competition and other things, uh, it, it's really negligible. Cloud backups are, uh, are, are much more convenient for mobile devices. Uh, that includes laptops. Like uh, the desktop computer, where it, it's really easy just to hook up another hard drive to something that's not going to move around anyway. Your laptops and your mobile devices, it's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot less convenient to remember to hook up an external drive to those things. Um, because you're certainly not going to walk around with this external drive hooked up to your, your devices all the time. That's the point of the laptop is that it's mobile and you don't want, you know, carry all of that stuff along with you while you do it. But there are some downside to that too. And we'll get into that in just a second. So at a high level, just want, we've got two basic backup options. We've got backing up to a, an external hard drive, a physical hard drive that you buy and sit next, sit next to your computer. And we've got cloud backup. And that is an internet-based solution where you download their application, you set it up, and then it backs up all your files to the cloud, to the internet. And, and what I'm here to say is you actually probably, if you can afford it, do both because they both have pros and cons and they're very complementary systems. So I would recommend that you do both and let's, uh, let's dig into some of those details and let's take a quick break. And when we return, we'll jump right into those details and stay tuned at the end of the show where I'm going to explain how you can help me to help you. You're listening to the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. It's where we say, let the silent voices be heard. We invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com to get all the latest. Make it a daily stop and also get the app. You go right to the App Store and download our free app. And that will put all our content right into your hands on your phones and your tablets. It doesn't get any easier than that. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. First, let's talk about the external hard drive solution. Now, as I said, that basically means you need to buy yourself an external hard drive. And these things, these things are very small today. They're very compact. They look about the size of a deck of playing cards in most cases. You can get larger ones. Uh, but they're USB powered often. So it's just one cable. You just hook the, the one cable straight up to your computer and any available USB port on your computer. Uh, and it gets the power from that port. And so it'll show up as a, as a new hard drive on your system. And, uh, in some cases, uh, when you plug in a brand new spanking blank hard drive, uh, on a Mac for sure. And I can't remember if windows does this as well automatically, uh, will automatically come up with a, their backup, their built-in uh, software backup solution and say, Hey, you just plugged in a drive. Would you like to make this a backup drive? 
And from there, it'll walk you through the process of getting that all set up and you tell it you want to back everything up or tell it what you want to back up and it just starts backing up. Uh, the cool thing about these things, um, one of the cool things is that it's all incremental backup. So it'll back up everything, full copy uh, of everything once. And then it will only bother backing it up again if that file changes, right? That doesn't make sense. So if it, you know, it's not going to, these things often work on a time, on a periodic basis. So maybe once an hour for a while, then once a day for a while, then once a week after that, um, keeping these copies of the backup so that uh, any recent changes, you can quickly go back and find other changes, but it only backs up the things that actually do change. So if I'm going onto my computer and I go in and I change one file after I've backed up everything, then the backup says, oh, that's the only file that's changed. I'm just going to make a backup of that. And now I've got two copies of that file, uh, the one before you change it and the one after he changes it uh, and so on and so forth. So, And when you add a new file, it'll say it'll notice that you've added new files and it will back up that file. Um, but it's all incremental. So if you think about that, when you want to figure out how big of a drive you need to get, um, you'll need to get one, I would say probably two to three times as big as how much you want to back up. I wouldn't say you need one two to three times as big as your entire hard drive, because I know a lot of people that actually don't keep a lot of stuff on their drive. They may have gotten a computer with a one or a two terabyte drive. Um, but if you actually look at how much space is used on their computer, it's much, much less than that. So you don't necessarily need to get a drive that's two or three times as big as everything you could be saving. You just need to get a drive that's two or three times as big as everything you currently are saving. That will give you a little bit of extra headroom in case you add, want to add some more files in the future, which, you know, you will. More photos, more music, things like that. You will add more as time goes on. But if you kind of take what you have now, look how big that is, and then multiply that by two or three and make sure you have a drive that's at least that big. And talk to the folks at the, the big box stores if you'd like. Go into a Best Buy or Fry's or uh, whatever your uh, local electronics computer store is. And they can help you with that uh, if necessary. And tell them what tell them how, tell them how big your thing is, uh, how much how big your files are now. You can go into your hard drive usually and look at how much space is used or how much space is free. Uh, and you want to find out how much space is used currently used on your hard drive out of however however much you have. There's some percentage of that, some smaller percentage that you've actually used. Look at that. Find that number, whatever that is. Write it down. Take it to the store and say, I need something that's that's at least two or three times as big as this. Uh, and there will be sales on these things, so you got to look at those things too. So it may it may turn out you'll go to the store and you may only need, you know, uh, a one terabyte external hard drive. But hey, this week only the two terabyte drives are on sale for almost the same cost. Well, sure, just go ahead and get the bigger drive. Um, there's no reason not to round up if you've got the opportunity to save some money uh, and future self uh, future proof yourself a little bit. Um, but generally speaking, I would shoot for two to three times of how much space you're using now. So there's two main kinds of desktop computers uh, that most people use today, and that's Macintosh or an Apple or a Windows PC from Microsoft. Both of these uh, computers, if you get a modern computer, will come with built-in backup software. Uh, on an Apple, that's called Time Machine, and on uh, Microsoft, it's Windows Backup. And both of these things are easy to find. Um, in my book, I walk you through step-by-step step with pictures, how to go through and set both these up. But because these things kind of change uh, and it's kind of hard to do without pictures, I'm not going to walk you through necessarily step-by-step step here, but just know that your computer almost surely comes with the software you need to do these backups automatically. So on Windows, you could just search for backup. On Mac, uh, you'd look for Time Machine. And again, on a Mac, when you if, you if you plug in a blank drive on a Mac, a brand new hard drive on a Mac, it should automatically pop up Time Machine and offer to turn that into a backup drive for you. Now, one more thing I'm going to recommend that you do in all these cases is that you encrypt your backups. 
So each of these programs, Microsoft Backup and uh, Time Machine, give you the option to set a password uh, and, and encrypt your drives. I highly recommend you do this. Why? Well, because they're external drives and they're very easy uh, to to take and go. If for some reason somebody were to steal this or you were to lose this drive, uh, it has all your files on it. Uh, and now that it's it's much easier to take than your computer, um, so it'd be very good if those files were encrypted so that even if somebody were to steal that drive or you were to somehow take it out of your house and lose it, uh, all the files that are on there are inaccessible to anybody except you because only you have the password. And uh, in our previous Castle Defense 101, we talked about passwords and password managers. Uh, go back and have a good listen to that if you haven't heard that one already. And I'll tell you how to uh, use a password manager. And I would recommend that you use a password manager to generate this password for your for your encrypted drive. And you can store that password in your password manager. This is a this is something that's so important that I would even recommend that you write this down uh, on a piece of paper and put this in a safe deposit box somewhere else too, just in case. Because if you lose that password, uh, then all your files are essentially lost to you as well. And hey, while you're at it, uh, somewhere in those same settings on your on your Mac or your PC, there's also a setting for encrypting your 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 actual built-in hard drive. Do that as well for the exact same reason, and do it the exact same way. Generate a really good password with your password manager. Use that to encrypt the files on your hard drive, and then store that password somewhere else. All right, so let's recap that one more time real quick for backing up to an external hard drive. Go out and buy yourself a hard drive, a USB-powered hard drive. Uh, I would, oh, I mentioned, I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, I would get at least a USB 3.0, uh, hard drive. It's much faster. They, it's hard to find the two, the, the slower 2.0 versions of uh, USB devices these days, but they're still out there. And maybe you, you'll hit one in a bargain bin, uh, and just note that if it's 2.0, it's going to be slower to do backups. It's not super crucial. Uh, but I would say just a future proof yourself. Um, uh, I would get the faster drive, get a USB three drive. And there are even even faster ones out there now. If you if you want to get fancy, there's a Thunderbolt um, drive you could get or a, a USB C format um, that will be coming popular. Uh, you could look at those as well. If you happen to have those features on your computer, you know, and you don't mind spending a little extra money, that's fine. But a USB three drive should be fine for most people at this point. So buy your external hard drive, spend a little money. It shouldn't be that much. Uh, my guess is fifty to hundred bucks should get you a pretty decent drive. Uh, again, you can go to your big box stores and ask them for help for this and finding what you need. Get one that's two or three times the size of the files that you need to back up. How much, you know, figure out how much space you're already using on your drive uh, and then just double or triple that. And that should be plenty enough for your backup drive and encrypt everything. So let's move on now to backing up to the cloud. Now, backing up to the cloud uh, has its pros and cons as well. And it's something that, again, I think you should look to do both because they uh, backing up to an external drive and backing up to the cloud both have uh, complementary pros and cons. So to back up to the cloud, you're going to need to find yourself a cloud backup service. And there are plenty out there to choose from. Uh, and it's going to be uh, hard for me to recommend a particular one here. Uh, I've got a couple favorites and I'll throw those out. But just know that these things change all the time. There are new uh, new players coming on uh, often. The, the features for any given uh, service change all the time and the prices change all the time, usually lower uh, because the cost to store this stuff gets cheaper and cheaper and they're all in competition. So the prices usually keep going down. Uh, features keep going up uh, and they, they change all the time. So to, to find your, your chosen service and just to give you an idea, some of the ones you've maybe heard of uh, would be CrashPlan, Carbonite, Backblaze, but there are many others and, the, and the others that are quite good. 
so you're going to have to do a little bit of research on this. Uh, I would recommend you do a little uh, web searching on this, look for some reviews on some of these. But I will tell you that uh, currently, as, as of this recording, uh, Crash Plan is almost always one of the top two or three. And it's one that I tend to recommend. It's very good service. It's very easy to use and set up. Uh, so, uh, I would personally put my vote in for that, but there are others, check those out as well. Find the features that matter for you. Um, and the cost that works for you. One of the things you might look at that might, that, that tends to differ between services that might affect you is how many computers you can back up with their service for the, for the given fee. Uh, some of them include a certain number of computers, uh, you know, three to five computers, let's say. Uh, that you can install this on and run that all for the flat price. So if you've got a large family, or if you've got multiple computers for some reason, uh, you might need to look at something like that and, and differentiate differentiate your services based on what the prices are for multiple computers. And there are other features too you might look at. So just have a look, see which ones work for best best for you. Find the feature set you like for the cost you like, and uh, pick your and pick your service. And then once you've done that, they will give you instructions, and you'll sign up for an account. You'll give them your money. And then they will give you all the instructions you need to download. You'll download some sort of an application that you'll install on your computer. Uh, on every computer that you want to back up, you'll install this software. And then once you install the software, then you need to tell it what you want to back up. And as we've discussed, um, you would want to pick for sure uh, the files that are just completely irreplaceable, that if you lost them, you could not replace them. Make sure you back those up. Those are probably documents, music, photos, videos. Uh, things like that. Those are the key. And with a cloud service, what you've got to keep in mind is they have to upload all your files to the internet. And that is actually quite time consuming, even though we've got broadband. Um, if you've got like, let's say two megabit up, uh, up upload right now for your broadband. Uh, and that's different from download. Most, most broadband services are advertised based on what the download speed is. Uh, Cause that's mostly what you do on the net. Uh, you're you know going to websites or watching videos or whatever. That's all bringing data from the internet to you. That's downloading. But now you're doing the reverse. You're taking data on your computer and you're pushing that data up into the internet, uh, up into the cloud. So that's your upload speed, uh, and that varies. That's usually what they they call it asymmetric, and it's usually much faster to download than it is to upload. Not always. There are some symmetric services out there, um, but you'll need to know what the upload speed is. But let's say you know two megabits. That's that's pretty, that's pretty common. It's usually, it's usually actually better than that these days, but let's say it's two megabits, uh, upload and you've got a one terabyte hard drive. Let's say a terabyte, one terabyte is a thousand, um, gigabits or a million megabits. So if you're having to upload that much data through basically a thin pipe, if you think of it that way, it's going to take some time. In fact, um, I think I did the math. If you did, uh, and this is, again, this is in the book, I'm going from memory. Uh, if you've got a, two megabit up upload and you've got a, a one terabyte drive um, and notice I said byte versus bit um, there's eight bits in a byte so there's a factor of eight in there as well um, that's a huge differential and it can take at full speed running 24 7 at optimal upload 42 days to get all <laughs> to get all that done so expect when you do this that it's going to take a long time for that very first full backup to complete so that's another reason why external hard drives can be really good because they're much, much faster than that. So if you want to feel really good about your stuff getting backed up as quickly as possible, an external hard drive is by far the way to go. But cloud backups have their um, have their pros too, and I think you should do both. So get that external hard drive, get that going. You'll have your backup done probably 24 to 48 hours. And then when you get the cloud backup going, that could take could potentially take weeks 
uh, for that to complete. But once the first full upload of everything that you want to back up is done, then everything else after that is incremental and it's pretty much instantaneous. So you don't have to worry about that. It's just that first backup that takes a long time. So the other thing you want to think about when you're doing your cloud backup, once you've chosen your service and you've installed the application, you're deciding what you want to back up. This is the case where you might not want to back up absolutely everything. When you've got an external hard drive sitting right there, I would just say back up your entire computer. No reason not to even your operating system, even your applications, just, just go ahead and do that. Uh, but when you're looking at your cloud backup, that's when you might be, want to be a little more choosy. That's when, when you might want to say, okay, I'm just going to do the files that I know I can't replace. Not going to bother to back up my applications and operating system and things like that. Those are things I can re-download and reinstall if I have to. The main thing for the cloud backup I would concentrate on is those irreplaceable documents. And just like with the external drive and your internal drive, Encrypt it. Make sure you encrypt it, in particular with the cloud backups, because you're sending your data, your files, your pictures, your tax documents, your medical records, all these things that are potentially very private, very sensitive bits of information, and you're pushing that up into the Internet, which means it's out there for any hacker to attempt to get to. So uh, while most of these services will have built-in encryption, which is great, I would go that one step further, and I would use your own personal key to back that up. Um, while you could go, the, that's usually not the default. Uh, usually they just, they'll pick a key for you and they'll back it up. Uh, and that does mean that if that happens, if you free, you know, if you need to get your crypto backup, they will always be able to decrypt it because they have a copy of the passcode or the passphrase or the password or whatever you want to call it, the key that locks that data. They have a copy of that key. But that also means that if a federal government comes knocking and says we have a warrant or maybe, <laughs> some cases, maybe even if they don't have a warrant, if it's the CIA or the NSA, they can come say, we want that guy's data. And if they have a key to it, that means they can hand over that data in an unencrypted fashion. Maybe that doesn't bother you. But the, the other way to think about that, though, is if that service ever gets hacked, and not only do they hack and get the data, but they find a way to hack and get the key, then they've, they can also see all your documents. So I would pick your own key, just like you do for the external hard drive, but it's more important that you do this with cloud. Use your password manager to generate a really kick butt key. Uh, give that key to your, your your cloud backup software and say, I want to use my own key. Thank you very much. Here's the key. And then you know that the only person who's got to be able to get to those files on the internet is you. Um, now, the flip side of that, of course, is if you forget that key, those files are lost. Now, they're your backup files. Um, so your backup is lost. And if you forget that key, you're going to have to just start your backup all over again and give them a new key. Um, so keep that key in a very safe place. If you want to be absolutely sure, write it down and put it in your safe deposit box. Uh, but usually putting in your password manager is safe enough. One more little tidbit uh, about CrashPlan, and, and it may, other services may do this as well. Um, but one thing I do know about CrashPlan for sure is you can actually set them up to be your solution for both of these cases. You can run the Crash CrashPlan software and you can say, not only do I want to back up to the cloud, I also want to back up to this external hard drive. And it will do both of those for you. The downside is for that is, um, and I wouldn't necessarily do this at least on a Macintosh. On a Macintosh, if you do a full time machine backup of that drive, that drive is really a full copy of your computer. If when it comes time for you to get yourself a new Macintosh, if you want to replace your computer, you can actually use that time machine drive to copy everything right back over to the new computer. And it will look and act just like your previous computer did. It's like you never left. You just take everything, lift it up and put it on your new computer and it looks exactly the same. So that is a very handy feature for the Mac. So on a Mac, I would absolutely use time machine for your backup. Um, but, you know, if you want to just get another copy, you could use uh, CrashPlan to set it to another external hard drive, perhaps. 
um, or even a friend's hard drive that actually that feature is free. If for some reason you and a buddy want to back up to each other's computers, you can do that over the internet as well. And that actually is included for free. I'm not sure I recommend that, but that is something you could look into. Maybe even if you want a fourth copy of your data. Okay. So now we've gone through the nitty gritty, the, the details of how you would do this for both uh, a hard, an external hard drive version and a cloud drive version. And let's recap why you actually should be doing both. So remember, if you recall, the three, two, one policy is that you need three copies of any truly important file, something you cannot live without. So uh, you need three total copies. That's the original plus two backups. Uh, the two part of the three, two, one is you need one of those backups in, 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 in multiple locations. And the one part is kind of the same thing it is one of those backups should be off site. So the way you would do that in this case is you would, you would have the original copies, which is whatsoever's on your computer. You would have the external hard drive copy. That's backup number one. And then you would also have the cloud backup copy. That's backup number two. So that's three total copies of that file. So if your house burns down, if there's malware in your computer that corrupts both your regular drive and the external drive, then you've got the cloud backup. If the cloud backup service is unavailable or they go out of business or they get you know, hacked and all their files are deleted, then you've got the backup there that's there at home. I will throw out one other option uh, if you'd like to do this. If you just can't bring yourself to use a cloud service because you just even though even though you give it your own encryption key and you believe in encryption math that it works, you're just too creeped out by the fact that you're giving all your files to some internet service to hold. There is another option I'll throw out for you, and that is to have two external hard drives and you kind of rotate between the two. Uh, I used to do this before cloud backups got popular and got cheap. Uh, I'd have two external drives, same process as before. You just buy two drives instead of one. Uh, and when you hook up the second drive and you set it up as an alternate drive uh, for your backup, and then what I would do, I usually do this once a month. So I'd keep backing up to one drive and I'd take the other drive into the office um, and I'd just keep it at work in a drawer somewhere. And, uh, and again, it's important that that drive be encrypted for that reason, right? So I'd just keep it at work. And then once a month, I'd set a little reminder for myself and I'd bring the one home. I'd swap it out for the other one, tell my backup software to keep backing up to this one now instead of the other one. And then take the drive in the other drive into work. And I just have this kind of back and forth thing where, you know, worst case, I always had, you know, if my house burned down, I'd still have the copy at work and everything on that drive is at most 30 days old. Um, so that's kind of a poor man's way to do this. Um, but today for most people, honestly, the, the, the way I would go is get yourself an external drive and get yourself a cloud backup drive. And if you can't bring yourself to do both, if you just really want to hit the easy button and just, just do one, just have one backup, I don't recommend it. But if you want to do that and you just have to pick one these days, honestly, I would just go with the cloud drive. Now, before we get to mobile backups, we need to take one more quick break. And at the end of the show, be sure to stay tuned for an important update on the cloud service recommendations I just referred to in this previous section. We're a new breed of talk radio with a new breed of host and shows to entertain and inform you. It's America Out Loud Talk Radio. Shows that impact your health, honor our heroes, political talk, shows that inspire you to live a truly authentic life. You can hear your favorite shows on networks like iHeartRadio or AHA Radio, or just download our free apps on both Android and Apple. But we are proud to have you as one of our growing family of listeners. We are the vision of the voices, AmericaOutloud.com. 
All right, so we've talked about backing up your computers, and that includes both your desktop computers at home and any laptop computers you have. But what about your mobile devices? What about all the stuff that's on those and backing those up? And for a lot of people, that that's really critical because it's almost guaranteed to be a lot of family photos and and, and things like that, or maybe uh, home movies that you just can't replace because they only that you take you took those things on your phone using your phone, and if you didn't back them up, that's the only place those things exist. So your phone, which you carry with you everywhere. It could be lost, stolen, dropped, broken, who knows what. It could come to all sorts of harm. And if something goes on, something happens to that, all the things that are on that and only on that device are lost forever. So mobile is 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 crucial to make sure you back up your mobile. Now, that said, backing up your mobile phone is not quite as straightforward as backing up your computers are, unfortunately. Uh, we'll walk through that and I'll, I'll explain what I mean. With your mobile phones, uh, kind of like you do with your, your laptops and your desktop computers, you have two basic options. You've got cloud backup and you've got external hard drive backup. And for a mobile device, that external hard drive is typically your computer's hard drive, which means that you would hook up your mobile device to your home computer, either your laptop or your desktop, and you would run a backup that way. And it would pull the backup from the phone to the computer. And of course, since we, as we've already discussed, you have that computer backed up as well, right? So you automatically get the benefit of all the backups you have for your main computer with your mobile backups as well. And that's for that reason alone. Today, for most people, I would recommend that you just go that route. It's a little less convenient, um, but I think it's probably the most rock solid way uh, and certainly the most private way to get your backups done for your mobile devices. But there are cloud options as well. We'll talk about this a little bit here. Um, uh, for Apple devices, they've got their iCloud or their iCloud Drive, uh, and it's built like like everything Apple does. Uh, it's built into everything, and it's just seamless. So if you sign up for the service, and it is a service like uh, these other backup plans, they only give you five gigabytes for free, which is not going to be enough really for anybody. So you're going to have to sign up for the service. You're going to have to pay for this service. So if you want to use iCloud Drive, it will back up your documents, your photos, and all these things uh, to the cloud, and you'll have your backups, and that includes your mobile phone backups. And it just works for everything. And I, I admit, I readily admit I am an Apple fanboy, so uh, I am biased, uh, but Apple's got a good solution there. It will cost you some money uh, to sign up for iCloud, but it, after that, it just works, and they have a great backup plan. Uh, Android, however, is a trickier thing, and they've been trying to get a good backup solution together, I think, for years now, and they haven't they haven't quite gotten there. They haven't quite got to the point where Apple is. Now, if you're on an Android phone, you're probably using a lot of Google services already. You're using Google Calendar, Google Contacts, Google Email, Gmail, uh, and all these Google services, which really means that individually, all those things are kind of backed up anyway. Uh, Google Docs, all, all that kind of stuff. So in that sense, it's sort of integrated and you get that kind of stuff for free. But if you're worried about backing up your app data, for example, like all your high scores on Candy Crush or, or those kind of things, then it starts getting a little fuzzier. If you want to have good backups for your Android devices, if you really want to back up everything, uh, from everything I've read, you need to get one of these two apps. And there are others. I encourage you to do some other research if you'd like. But if you just want to uh, hit the easy button, the two that I've read about that you should look at are My Backup Pro uh, and Helium. Uh, Helium, I guess, was also formerly called Carbon, if you've heard of that. So... These two apps, and I would pay. I would go ahead and uh, fork over the money for the, the the full versions of these to get rid of the ads and to get all the features you want. These are the apps you would want to use to do a full backup of your of your Android device uh, to your PC, and I think they also enable some cloud backup as well. So I would look at those two apps. Uh, it would allow you to do the best backups you can with your Android device, and hopefully Google 
uh, we'll finally kind of get it all together and, and find a better way for you to do full uh, backups of your of everything on your Android device so that you can just uh, copy it straight over to a brand new phone or if you've lost your phone or damaged your phone and you need to move everything to a new phone to make that process a lot simpler. Um, Apple, on the other hand, has had this nailed for years. So uh, if you've got an iPhone, you are, you are in good shape. Uh, for, for an iPhone, uh, all you need to do is uh, get the cable that came with your phone, the data cable, the lightning cable probably that came with your phone, and hook that up to a USB port on your computer. That will launch iTunes, and in iTunes, it'll uh, you can set up all the backups. You can set it to automatically backup. You can set it to backup over Wi-Fi when the phone comes into range, so you don't even have to worry about plugging it in. Though I would still do that from time to time just to make sure that you're getting that done. Um, certainly, I would do that like before a big trip, uh, something like that where there's a chance that the phone might get lost or stolen. Uh, or damaged. Uh, I I would I try to remember to back up my phone by explicitly connecting it up to my computer uh, and doing an iTunes backup before I go uh, on any big, kind of a big trip or something like that. The other thing that you can make sure you could do on uh, an iPhone for sure is when you hook up you can to your computer in iTunes you can tell it to encrypt the backup of the of your phone. I would recommend that you do that. And just like before, you use your password manager to generate a kick butt password. Use that to encrypt your iPhone backups and then store that password in your password manager. And if you really want to be sure, you can uh, write that down and put it in your safe deposit box or something like that as well. All right, we're almost done, folks. I just got a couple more points I want to make for you uh, to make sure that we get this backup thing just totally nailed. So one thing you need to remember uh, with email in particular, uh, and some people like to save those things for a long time, and they'd be sad if for some reason they lost all their email. Uh, if you're using a public service, Yahoo, Google, um, these public free email services, they're, they're all stored on the web. They're stored up in the cloud. And as long as that service is still around and you can access that service, then you can get to those emails. But that's the key, right? So even Google, you never know, uh, something could happen. Their service could get, their service could go down. They could decide all of a sudden that they're going to stop doing Gmail. Uh, or if you just want to be able to get to those emails when you're not connected to the internet, you need to find a better way to save a copy of those emails locally. And usually the easiest way to do that is just on your computer, your laptop or your desktop, download uh, or use the one uh, use uh, an email app that's already there. Like on a Mac, you would use Apple's Mail program. Uh, or on a PC, you would use Outlook uh, if, uh, or some other easy, free, downloadable mail app that you can get off the web. There's plenty of them out there. Thunderbird is a nice uh, is a nice free email client that works on both Mac and PC. And you could download these apps and you set them up and, you, and you'll have to go, depending on who your email service provider is, just do uh, uh, do a search for mail app setup. Let's say you pick Thunderbird. Thunderbird setup for Gmail or Thunderbird setup for Yahoo Mail. Uh, you'll find uh, some tutorials online that will tell you how to set that up. And sometimes it's tricky, sometimes it's easy, uh, but there's plenty of tutorials out there that'll walk you through it for your specific service and your specific mail app. And what that does basically says is your your application, when you're running that, you can run that application like any other app, like your browser or Word or my, uh, Excel, uh, whatever. Just It's just another application you run, but it's a mail application. And when you set up that mail application to pull down your mail and allow you to send mail from that app, by default, it's going to go grab all the mail that's out there on the cloud and bring a copy down locally. So worst case, if something were to happen or if you can't get to the Internet or the whatever mail service you picked, like, I don't know, Yahoo, goes, uh, stops offering the email service, you're not out of luck. You haven't lost all those emails. It's good to have a local copy of those. So I would recommend that you do that. And, of course, as soon as you do that and you've signed up for your mail service and, and you've set up your mail app and it downloads 
a copy of all your old historical emails. Now that stuff is sitting on your hard drive and you've already backed up your hard drive. So now you even have backup copies of those as well. So I would recommend that you do that for your email. If you care about any of your historical emails at all. And I think you'd be surprised to find how much great info is in there that you might want to get someday. Like when did I buy that thing? You know, what did I pay for it? Where did I buy it from? Cause I need a warranty on it or did I register for register for this service? Uh, all those kind of things are all sitting in our email somewhere. So uh, I would recommend that you go the, the extra route to make sure that you're downloading copies of your email from your cloud service, your, your email provider, so that you have them locally on your local computer. And then those will get backed up as well through the backup systems that we've been talking about today. And finally, one more thing. Anytime we're talking about anything on a hard drive, uh, you need to be thinking about uh, a UPS, and that is an uninterruptible power supply. So if you've got a desktop computer uh, that doesn't have a built-in battery like a laptop does, if you have a power glitch or a power outage, uh, anything like that that would cause a surge on the line or cause you to lose power, if your hard drive is in the middle of trying to write something down, trying to save something to the drive and the power goes out or even glitches, it can cause problems. It can cause that data to be corrupted or lost. So if you're going to protect something with a backup anyway, I would also protect it with the UPS. You can just get a cheap one. You don't have to spend a lot of money on this. You can probably get a cheap one for 40 bucks or so uh, from Amazon or one of your big box stores. Uh, you hook your computer up to this. It's just a big battery. And once you're, as long as your computer is hooked to that, it's not only a kick butt power surge protector, uh, but it also is a battery. So if, if your lights flicker or lights go out for a couple seconds or a couple minutes during a storm, uh, your computer hard drive is protected and it, it can finish writing whatever it's writing uh, without having to worry about the fact that there's no power. Uh, and the UPS has a USB connection usually. So it actually talk to your computer and say, hey, by the way, you're running on battery right now. You might want to save your files off and get in a good state because uh, the battery may not last forever. So UPS is a great thing to add to this whole backup mix just to make sure that your hard drives are protected uh, whenever there's some, uh, whenever there's a potential power glitch. All right, that's it. Backups. We nailed it. We covered that subject top to bottom. And you should know now that it's absolutely something you must do. And you should go home and start working on this immediately because you never know when something's going to happen. And it's way too late to do it after the fact. Until we invent time machines, you need a backup. And if you'd like some more help help on this with step-by-step -step instructions and pictures and the whole bit, you can get my book from Amazon.com, Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons. Uh, it's tip number one in the book. It's the first thing I recommend that everybody do is set up backups. So it'll walk you through everything you need to do to use the built-in software on your computer to, to set up backups to an external driver. It'll also walk you through setting up crash plan. Uh, to back up to the cloud and nice, pretty pictures and step-by-step -step instructions. Uh, you can't go wrong there. So if you want some help with that, just go grab my book, Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons. Before we wrap up our show, I've got a couple quick updates for you. Uh, first of all, I'd mentioned earlier in the show about crash plan and uh, I'd recorded this show a couple weeks ago. And in the time since I've, in the time since I've recorded this show, crash plan has come up and said that they are going to discontinue their home service. So they've got a home service and they've got a business service that I'm going to focus strictly on business. So if you have, if you already happen to have a crash plan account, you've already gotten this email. So you know that they're going to honor their agreement and, and uh, they will support you through the end of your current contract. Uh, they're a fantastic service. I am really sad to see them go. That was one of the primary ones that I would recommend. Uh, however, the, they're recommending that you try out Carbonite, which is the other service that I mentioned earlier. Um, but after doing a little research on my own, I would like you 
to uh, definitely check out Backblaze. Um, so Carbonite Backblaze, two, uh, two good options for you. Take a look at them. You could do some uh, Google checks to see uh, the reviews between the two, which one you might like better. Uh, but definitely give Backblaze a really good look. It's a very simple interface. Uh, so for most people, it's just kind of a set and forget kind of thing. And uh, if you want something dead simple, then you should definitely give Backblaze a look. And one more thing before we go, I said I would explain to you how uh, you can help me to help you. And uh, without giving all the details here, uh, why don't you just head over to Patreon head, and head to www.patreon.com slash firewalls don't stop dragons. Uh, that's capital F, capital D, capital S, capital D without the apostrophe. You can go on the on the website for this show as well and find that information, find the link there. And uh, it's all explained right there. Um, but if you'd like to help me on my quest to uh, educate folks, uh, take a look at that link. And uh, all the information will be spelled out there. I would very much appreciate that. And that is going to wrap up another show for Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons. And as always, until next week, don't get caught with your drawbridge down. See you then. <laughs>